Are you sick of taking all this time, energy, and effort to get a customer only to have one simple thing happen and you lose them and there's no way to recover? You try your best, but you just can't get it done? Well, that's the topic of today's podcast. Welcome to the HPLS Podcast. Live, relevant, and high-performance information, conversations, and education weekly. Hey there, my friends, Dan Vegan here again. And, you know, today's going to be a little bit of a shorter podcast as usual. You know, we're, we're usually used to putting out that 45 minute to an hour. Um, this one's going to be probably somewhere around 20 to 30 minutes. Um, the reason being is it's a very important topic, especially in today's day and age. Um, you know, retaining customers has always been an important topic. But after the year we just had, um, I, I think there needs to be more emphasis on it. I, I really do. I, I think that we as sales reps really need to stop and look in a mirror and say, you know, what is it that I want? Where is it that I want my business to be in five years? You know, it's, it's all great to continue to make sales calls and bring in customers. I want you to think about a couple of things today, and then I'm going to give you a three-part framework that I think is really going to help you retain your customers longer. It's going to develop and nurture and enhance that relationship with your customers. And it's going to build that congruent bond that we all search for when it comes to dealing with our customers. So the first thing I want to just kind of briefly touch on is the fact that when we are working day in, day out, and we have a lot of restraints in the market today, you know, if you're doing ocean or overseas there's huge huge restraints in in capacity in vessels and everything if you're doing air the air cost has just skyrocketed if you're doing trucks capacity is getting tighter and tighter and all of these scenarios if you will could lead up to what would be deemed as a service failure now that's if and this is the big caveat if you don't educate your customers um, I, I believe nowadays customers are becoming more educated in the market. You know, when, when I first started 27 years ago, um, even as far back as a decade ago, um, customers didn't want to be educated. Customers didn't want to, sorry, let me rephrase. Most customers didn't want to be educated. They didn't care about the market. They didn't care about our side of the industry. It was, I'm paying you to do the job. Goddamn, well, get the job done and get it done now. I don't give a shit what you have to go through. I'm giving you money. Get the job done. I asked you for A, B, C, and D. You quoted me X number for A, B, C, and D. Get it done. I don't want to hear the excuses. Now I think they're coming around because they start to see, um, you know, there's a, well, for starters, there's awesome places out there to gather information, which weren't there 10 years ago. Let's be totally transparent on that. Um, And this evolution of education, I think, is, is is taking hold. So customers are starting to educate themselves. They are starting to come around when it comes to, um, you know, what is it that I need to understand about the markets? However, we as salespeople, I believe it's our mandate. Part of what we do is to mitigate the risk, mitigate the friction for our customers. And we do that by sharing that educational piece with them. So just yesterday, I shared a piece about ocean freight with my customer. And after he read it, he's like, oh my gosh, this is great news. And I had to call him and I had to say, no, it's not. I I said, it's more of a status quo. So the numbers we're paying now looks like they're going to extend. So when you send information to your customer or a prospect, 
um, I'm urging you to write a little synopsis of what you think or how you perceive that article. And I think it goes a long way because you have to have your own voice, your own mind. So that's tip number one when it comes to, um, you know, just building and nurturing that relationship with the customer. Tip number two um, should actually be tip number one. And I kind of reversed them, so I apologize. <laughs> one of those mornings. You ever had those mornings where not even the coffee gets you, your gears cranking in the morning? That's where I am today. So the tip number two is, is listen, I've said it so many times. I preach it. I, I talk about it almost on every single podcast, on every single um, time I have the honor of being interviewed by anyone. You need, you need, you need to have a customer profile. You need to understand who you want to deal with. When you have a customer profile, when you're dealing with the people that you want to deal with that are congruent with who you are as an individual, because listen, it's not logo and logo. It's never been logo and logo. It hasn't. It is you as the product, as the service. And think of it like this. If you look at your favorite like pop, soda, whatever you want to call it, wherever you are, if it's Coke, what if Coke had the Pepsi logo, but still tasted like Coke? Would Pepsi be your number one drink or would it still be Coke? See, it's the product inside the label that matters. And so many people, are, you know, no, 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 it's Coke. I love Coke. I understand that. Coke's great. What if Coke had a Pepsi logo? Would you still like Coke better? Because do you buy it for the red bottle and the little swishy thing? Or do you buy it for the circle yin and yang kind of scenario, right? Like we don't buy logos. We buy what we like. We buy what tastes good. We buy what we're congruent with. You know, if you like mint chocolate and you like the Dairy Milk mint chocolate, what if the Dairy Milk mint chocolate had a Nestle logo? I don't know if that, I don't even know if Nestle makes chocolate, but you know what I'm saying? So think of that when we're thinking of that client it's not the logo 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 might look great on the resume right or great on the portfolio yeah great but it's not that it's the individual and then i urge you always always focus on the individual not the corporation because the corporation is one thing now there's variants of that as we all know you know we can be in the corporation the corporation might have a specific strategy or a specific desire and the traffic manager it might be completely disconnected with his desire to serve or to have a relationship with you so let me explain that a little bit deeper because i probably hacked that whole scenario up so corporately they need to reduce cost at no matter what has to happen they have to reduce cost the individual you're dealing with believes in relationships. And if you're a little bit higher on the rating side, he's still going to give you, he or she is still going to give you the business. Now, that's an internal conflict. But you need to be so congruent with your customer that you understand it. And this is where things like, hey, Mr. Prospect, Mr. Customer, what is it that you've been now mandated to do? How have your mandates changed from the beginning of 2020 till now the beginning of 2021? What's the new mandates for 2021? These are very important questions that you really need to understand. Because the thing is, if you look at a map, right, and just a geographical map, right, 
the time to have that map is before you're in the woods. And if you're in point A and you want to go to point B in your career, you as a sales rep that I'm talking to right now, you need to understand the variables included in all of it. Part of that variable and part of that kind of, you know, most people think it's a straight line when really it's the most jagged line you're ever going to see to get to success or greatness or whatever you call it. The, the thing that you need to understand is what inside my goal, how do I help my customers achieve their goals? And if you don't understand what their goals are, how can you help them achieve them? It, it just doesn't make sense because what we get as a commission sales rep, how we enter the two comma club, how we get two commas on our T4s or our, our um, whatever they happen to call it. And, and I apologize for all my U.S. counterparts here. Um, whatever you get from the company at the end of the year, you, if you want two commas in it, if you want to make a million dollars gross profit at the end of the year on your statements, um, you need to understand your customer's goals. If you don't understand what, where they want to go, how are you supposed to develop the skills? How are you supposed to align them? How are you supposed to help them get there if you don't understand where they're going? Right. So when you're plotting these objectives on your map, on your own individual personal success greatness map, inside of that gap between where you are and where you want to go is all of your customer goals and how do they line up? How do they become the focal point of you achieving your goal? You know, Zig Ziglar said it best when he said, you know, if you whatever you want in life, you help enough people get what they want, you'll get what you want. And that's the idea is help enough customers get what they want. What is it they're really looking for? And that is the man, your mandate inside that gap from where you are to where you want to go. So here's three questions. And, and I'd like you to, um, depending on your volume with your customers, if you're moving four to five loads a week, I would suggest you do this monthly. If you're moving one or two loads a week, I suggest you do it every three months, no matter what quarterly, like every three months, no matter what, you should be asking every single one of your customers these three questions. It's very simple, but the depth of which you're going to get from these three questions is going to, actually, I should have done that with one hand. <laughs> these three questions is going to be astronomical. So number one, what am I doing right? That is imperative. You want to know what processes, what strategies, what focal points, what things that you and your team do that are right, that put the customer on the right track, okay? The next one is a complete 180 from that. What am I doing wrong? So this is a big question because when we don't know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, we have no idea what we need to shift. We have no idea what we need to move. We have no idea if we need to change, stand back, stop speaking, start speaking, share more, share less. We don't know because we haven't asked the question. And then the third question, and that's the three, and the third question is, what can I improve on? When we ask these three questions to our customers, it does a couple of things. So one, the responses you get, you act on immediately. So if a customer says, you know what, you're doing this right, and it's absolutely fantastic, but shit, I can't take that. And, and I haven't wanted to say, say anything because, it, you know, it's kind of not a big deal, but it's one of those things where, you, you know, if you just keep shoveling it away and pushing it to the side, it builds up. And that buildup creates the explosion that is a service failure, that is whatever. And not only that, when you, when you have these things that you kind of push aside, it takes one trigger 
to spark a chain reaction. I'm sure you've all been there. You, you all you all understand that part of it. So what am I doing right? Get the answers. What am I doing wrong? Get all the answers. And then what can I improve on? You take that. And every time you ask a customer these questions, these three questions, I want you to reserve at least half a day. Have a team meeting. If you have a team, talk to a colleague, go to your mentor, go to your coach. Say, this is what this customer said. How do I brainstorm? How do I think of things to help improve on the things that need improving to fix the things that are wrong? Now, I've done two and, and I find that them really good to depend on who you are. Um, a huge brain, right? Can you write hours? I mean, one thing that is just in the end, some people say they're stupid thing, but uh, you know, they just never use it. This is a better term than saying this. And then sometimes I'm just like, I'm, I'm on fire. I keep writing. And I do a lot of the time big C notes and put them on my When I use a whiteboard, I used to, you can see my behind me. I do times I brainstorm on that. Sometimes I brainstorm in my um, rocket book where I can just take a scan of it and put it into a PDF, right? So whatever that method is, maybe you want to do it on, on paper more um, like this big, huge pad of uh, graph paper. So however you brainstorm, start brainstorming ideas to help you solve the solutions that custom, to help you solve challenge customers have. What you do is you print that day of the conversion or the very next day later. So plan this out. If you have fin customers, let's plan it out a two-week period over time. And then take in your end up every month, every month on the volume. Hey, start the process of the top three questions with X customer. And go ahead. and as you do this, you are going to find the answers you come up with, the strategies and structures and frameworks you put in place are going to blow your customer away. That is the secret to customer retainment. You know, a, lo a lot of salespeople, um, and, and you might be in this boat. I know I was for many years. You get the customer, you work so hard to get the customer. There's this honeymoon period with the customer where you know, you're talking every day or you're going to see them twice a week or you're really nurturing it. And, and by all means, you're onboarding the account, right? You're onboarding the entire process. Then you get another customer and it chips away at that time with that first customer. Then you get another one. It chips away at time with both the other two. Then you get another one and the other three suffering. And it's a perpetual cycle. This is meant to break the cycle because even if you don't connect as much, if you connect once a month, very strategic. This could be out for lunch. Um, this could be on a, a hour, you know, follow-up call. This could be on a production call, whatever. I mean, wherever you have the opportunity to get their undivided attention. This could be something I've even said to customers, hey, listen, I'm going to ask you these three questions at the end of the week. Can you please connect with your team and find out what they think? They give them the answers to the three. And then what I'd like to do is just pile it on me on Friday when we meet for lunch. And we do this on like a Wednesday, I'll, I'll go to my, my actual, like the top dog where I'm working with or the top dogette that I'm working with. And I'll say, you know, Hey, listen, like Friday on our lunch, this is really what I want to talk about. Is it possible for you to connect with your team and get all the answers to these questions by Friday? And it works fabulously. 
because now there are teams involved. And, and here's, here's the caveat again, another caveat, another bonus to this. When you do that, when you bring in that team and then you create a solution to what the team does, that said the problem was, you've actually brought them in to the solution. They haven't created the solution, but you've brought them in. So they sit back and they say, wow, you know, I was part of that. I made that happen. And that's made my life easier. See, that's true connection inside your accounts. That's true connection with your customer, because I'll guarantee you one thing. You will be the only one doing it. I'm telling you right now, it's amazing to me. It blows my mind. How many salespeople work so hard to get a customer? but they do nothing after a while when that customer's on. You know, there's a follow-up sequence, there's a follow-up series, there's a sales sequence, there's a sales series to get a customer. There's a retainment follow-up, there's a retainment series, there's a retainment sales to keep the customer. So that's my, my, uh, my, my, uh, focus for today, my friends. That's my uh, my blurb, my blah, blah, blah. That's my rant for today. I hope it served you. Um, by all means, please, please, please head out on social, Dan Deegan HPLS. You can get me at Dan Deegan HPLS on both Facebook and Instagram. I'd love for you to follow me. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, please subscribe to this podcast. Hey, by all means, take a picture of you listening to this podcast, share it on social with a hashtag Dan Deegan, and I will see it. And I will absolutely come over and comment and share it and, and help you uh, get your word out wherever you need to get it out. Until next time, my friends, remember, go out there, make every call educational and crush your sales. Take care.